Hey, hey, everybody, this is Seth. Hey, before we get started today, we are talking about the next two episodes of the Hillsong documentary that's come out. And uh, in these two episodes, I uh, just need to give a trigger warning. It does talk about things like uh, sexual abuse, um, child molestation, those types of things. And so uh, this is going to be one that you might want to be a little bit more careful with uh, sensitive ears in the car. Um, that doesn't mean the entire episode is going to be about that, but uh, just, you know, use your best judgment. All right, let's get into it. We watch the next two episodes of the Hillsong documentary on FX. Let's get into it this week on Dropping Sunday. Welcome to Dropping Sunday. I'm one of your hosts, Seth. And I am your other host, Andrea. If this is your first time around here, we're so excited to have you. Just a couple of notes. We're not here to get you saved. We're also not here to tick you off. Although if either of those things happen, we want to know about it. Yes, this is a podcast by Christians for Christians, but you don't have to believe to belong. You can join the conversation at Dropping Sunday on all the things. Hey, Andrea, yeah. how's your heart? It's good. Okay, that was too long of a breath. Has it been one of those weeks? It's just been one of those weeks. Completely uh, understand. You know, yeah, it's same. Just, it's just been busy. Um, I mean, work is not necessarily busy right now. Okay. We're kind of entering our slow time, which is great. That's great. It kind of gives us a chance to catch, catch up, up and yeah. also get ahead on a few things. But uh, my nephew graduated high school this year, yeah, this week. Yeah, and that was um, a little more than I was prepared for. Sure. I think, um, but. It was great. It was a wonderful. It, it brought back a lot of memories of my own graduation because my graduation was the last, oh, like the last high school graduation, graduation. that we yeah. we had. Man, so that was a long time. It ago. was a long. There's time There's been a ago. lot of other people graduate between those two. Yes, yeah, but yeah, I yeah, mean yeah. in my family. Yeah, yeah, I understand. But my just a lot family. of people have graduated since then because a you're lot so of old. People. Yeah, my uh, my nephew actually graduates today, oh, the day of this release. So uh, so that's exciting. Um, you know, I'm not excited about like uh, Dickie's Arena. Like having to go, oh, is like, that where it is? yeah, and like yeah. doing that whole thing. Um, you know, with the larger schools, you go and listen to a lot of people you don't know, mm -hmm. and then you hear like your relative's name, and then they cross the stage, and then that's it. And so, that's it. uh, graduation time, yeah. uh, when you're not like having to pay for things, you mm -hmm. know, you know, it's not your, your immediate right. family, you're you don't usually like cheer or anything else like that. It's just yeah. like, oh, cool. Well, bye. I was sitting next to my sister in law, uh, Nancy, and I said, I leaned over because we were living in Mississippi when I graduated. That's uh -huh. where that's where I graduated high school. And um, obviously, both my brothers and uh, Nancy was my sister-in-law. And then Rietta was my soon-to-be sister-in-law. And then our friend Jennifer um, all came down for my graduation. Actually, no. Anthony and Rietta were married. Let me start that over. Goodness gracious. No, no, no. Keep all the details in. That's fantastic. Everybody loves them. I know you're making fun of me. Yeah. The details matter. The details paint do the matter. Paint the picture. Absolutely. Anywho, World I leaned building. over to Nancy uh, about halfway through the graduation. I said, <laughs> um, you drove like 12 hours, <laughs> 12 hours yeah. to come and watch me do this. Yeah. She's like, yeah, I guess we did. I'm like, that's, that's awesome. That's, that's love. I appreciate that. Well, I mean, I guess they were just excited that, that you were going to graduate. Uh, it's not always a given, especially this year in Marlin, Texas. Did Ooh, you see I this? I saw that. <laughs> so uh, 33 kids in their graduating class, only five can walk. Only because, five are um, eligible. They're the only ones that are eligible. They Other ones either didn't have good enough scores or uh, or didn't show up to class. Yeah. Um, and then like you see all these parents and they're like just outraged yeah. about, this is an injustice for my 
child. Like, uh, we had a meeting at the beginning of the semester and said, your kids aren't on track. This is what needs to happen if they're going to walk. I don't understand. Yeah. We had a meeting. Um, and if you didn't come to the meeting, then we tried we calling you. you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Goodness and gracious. I think my favorite line in the, the video that I saw, my favorite line by a parent was, this is a catastrophic failure on the part of the administration. Yeah. And I went, uh, I'm sorry. Wait, what? Yeah. A catastrophic failure on the part of who now? Um, the parents is who it was. The parents, yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah, Because yes. I'll just tell you, like, um, like you know, just... To, and, and it might just be that my kids are good kids, because they are, right? They, they are good mm-hmm. kids. Yeah. But just, like, the smallest amount of, uh, of accountability really does mm-hmm. go a long way. Yeah. I mean, literally, like, there, there are some ways where it's like, hey, bud, I can tell that you didn't practice for your spelling test this week. Uh, so next week, we're going to do that, okay? And mm-hmm. just like... Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Did you do it? Oh, I know. I know. I don't. I hate spelling too. But right. This is part of being in school. You got to do it. Just the smallest the amount. Smallest amount. Yeah. And you're doing that when they're like nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen. Yeah. These are eighteen year olds. Yeah. The the accountability should have already, already been, been there. Yeah. 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 If been you didn't, established. If you didn't build it in already. Yeah. yeah by the time. So with like my thirteen year old, I'll say that like uh, there was a lot less of looking over her shoulder to make sure things were done. Um, as much as, mm-hmm. uh, as much as just kind of like, Hey, um, yeah, those grades sucked. So we're going to bring them up. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. You know, just yeah. kind of having more grown up conversations, right. but that's because we already, we already built the baseline at the beginning. Yeah, exactly. Sorry, kids in Marlin that you just didn't do that. I don't know what else to say. I feel bad for the five that, that were eligible and that they, had their exactly. graduation Th- that's, postponed. That's the injustice. Yeah, that's the real that's injustice. The I actually did the work. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm valedictorian. I mm-hmm. averaged a, a, an 87 for the year, and I'm a valedictorian. Exactly. <laughs> Jeez. Good night. So what else? <laughs> <laughs> nice long pause. Um, I sent you a video. <clears throat> Okay. So I sent you a video. Uh, it's it's the second one. Um, the that, second one you sent me. The second one I sent you. That's from Erica Smith. Okay. Um, that just uh, made me laugh a little bit, and I'm trying to remember if there's any. Thing. Wait till you see this thing that Mark Driscoll yeah. just tweeted. We over spiritualize things sometimes. Before you pray for deliverance, maybe do an inventory of your health and circumstances first. Menopause and hangovers have the same symptoms as demonic attack. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, since I now talk openly about my perimenopause, um, it, it could be demons. Yeah. Demons are what are causing my energy swings and sore titties. <laughs> I'm going to keep in. I'm going to keep that in because I think it's a fun thing. Um, so... <laughs> Uh, I will tell you that there have been times in in my life where I have went and got anointing oil to pray over uh, a woman I've lived with. I'm not going to say exactly who and just try to cast out the demons and then realized, oh, it's just your time of the month. Uh. Listen, listen, I actually agree with the first part of that tweet, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. with like we do, we do over spiritualize things sure. and sometimes there are just like physical components that are conspiring against us to make it seem like we're being attacked demonically. I currently have a sinus infection. Right. 
I am not under a spiritual no. attack. This is, no. if anything, it's God blessing me with something that forces me to rest. I don't think anything. the devil's trying to stop us from recording our podcast. No, no. <laughs> He'd have to try a lot harder by just like not having anything in the news and I don't not think having. He cares. <laughs> I don't think that he cares. I don't think we're making that big of a difference. But I did love, yeah. I did love that menopause and hangovers were. The same. <laughs> you know, okay, so here's the deal. Like, um, so nerd alert, I've never been hungover. So, okay. you know, so I, I wouldn't know. Uh-huh. Uh, but I will say that. Um, but you have gone through menopause. Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, I, stopped having, I stopped having my cycle years ago. So. conversation um, <laughs> is weird. <laughs> That's fun. Anyway, okay, I, th- thought, I thought it's perfect. It's Mark Driscoll and it's gone, hilarious. He's gone just full bore into this like he just he's gone back to embracing the toxic masculinity uh-huh. i have no clue if his leadership child style has changed or whatever but uh, i said child because his leadership is childish but uh i don't know <laughs> if, that, if that's that's changed but uh just like everything he does in public is just like uh drink beer drive ford broncos and uh women don't work it's very <laughs> He's still he's still just into it. He's just into it. I just I, I, there's not a woman alive who's gone through menopause or perimenopause or PMS who hasn't wondered if there was a demon De- inside it, of her. Yeah, well, also the men in your life. So there's that. You know what? I'm yeah. not even mad at it. No, it's just true. <laughs> it's just true. Sometimes uh, and sometimes here's the thing: the best way to cast out the demon is chocolate and a back rub. I'm just saying, it's just it is what it is, gentlemen. Or just chocolate and don't touch me. Yeah. If, sometimes it's also don't touch me. Sometimes it's go away for three days. Uh, so, <laughs> there's a reason the Bible says to like live on the rooftop of another house. You know, like just. Like, <laughs> oh man. Anywho. <laughs> I love our long pauses tonight. It's pretty great. They're great. They're right. great. Did you, see, you sent me something else, yeah? I did. So this other video um, I saw this week before. So uh, we're going to be talking about the next two episodes of the Secrets of Hillsong, which I believe are actually the last two episodes of this documentary. There are four episodes total. And I saw this video before I watched episodes three and four. Okay. And uh, it got me thinking. Okay. We just, our church can't at all support Bill Song, Bill Song or Methyl. Right. Yeah. Even though a song like King of... Okay, so real quick. Bill Song uh-huh. or Methyl? Methyl. Okay, yeah. I'm I'm a fan of Methyl because, uh-huh. uh, well, not because I'm a... I should be careful <laughs> okay. how I say that. <laughs> Bill Song sounds like it's like Billabong, which is like a surfer church. <laughs> right. Which I'm okay. I'm okay with Billabong. I'm also here for that. And by, by the way, Australia, Billabong. It's perfect. Billabong. I like it. Okay, here we go. Sorry. Or, don't don't read the book of Proverbs, you know, because Solomon was a recalcitrant. Wait to find that for the... Yeah, he, uh, he was a guy who backslid it. Okay, hold on real quick. What's a recalcitrant? <laughs> Before I hear this, what is it? Do you know? Cool. Yeah. Never got back. Mm. And made all kinds of mistakes. Never, so, just promise me that you'll never read the book of Proverbs or Ecclesiastes. Don't do it. David would have been canceled. Don't read the Psalms. He's, he literally murdered somebody and got the dude's wife pregnant. That guy's never speaking in our churches again. He would have been canceled so quick. Christianity Today might have done a podcast that 
oh, documented yeah. story. Yeah, it, too. The rise and fall of King David. <laughs> yeah, scathing yeah. reviews. And there's all these interviewees. You know what I mean? Mm, yeah. uh, now we have um, we have Joab on the on the podcast. <laughs> Joab, tell us a little bit about when David ordered you to kill Uriah. Yeah, so it was amazing. So Uriah's there, and, and he's such an idiot because we all knew that David was boinking his wife. So probably probably good to remember that these these. These people in scripture that the Holy Spirit used were imperfect. I would agree that God can use people to produce or create something that is, you know, legitimately good and useful, like a song or something like that is good and useful for the church. I'm a little bit more open-handed, especially if the song itself is biblical, theologically sound. I'm going to sing those songs and I'm not going to stress out about whoever's getting the royalties and stuff like that because artists, you know, they have to be, they have to get paid too. Let the Holy Spirit convict. Some people who will say. Okay. Um, okay. So that's from Church Front on Instagram. Uh, lot, wow. Lot there's, a lot, there, yeah, huh? there's, a, there's a lot there. Okay. So what are your thoughts on that as far as singing Hillsong, Bethel songs, things like that, who's like the leadership may be a little kooky or way in sin? Um, you know, yeah. What, what, Bethel's a little kooky. Hillsong's way in sin. So, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. So you kind of got both, yeah, both yeah. here. Um, I, I agree with the, uh, their their final thoughts that that one guy who said you know he's a little more open-handed with it i agree Uh, my concern as a worshiper and someone who uh leads worship and is involved in leading worship through choir and worship team and all of that is i want to make sure that the songs i'm singing are theologically sound Mm -hmm. that they're pointing to jesus that they talk about uh jesus more than they talk about me yes and um that they are opening uh, opening the way for people to be led to the throne in worship. That's what I worry about. I don't, I'm, I'm like them. I don't really care who's getting the royalties. There are songs from Bethel and songs from Hillsong and uh, Elevation Church and Maverick City. There are songs that I'm not going to sing because they're not, I don't feel like they fit in yeah. what my requirements are as a worshiper. Yeah. If I'm leading worship, if I'm the one choosing the song, there are songs that I'm just not going to sing. I don't, I don't lead how he loves us. I just don't. Yeah. Now, if I'm involved in a group that's singing and someone else has chosen that song, I can sing that song as a part of that group who is not that leader. But if I'm the one picking the songs, that's not a song that I'm going to pick. Yeah. And why, why, what, what's your problem with, uh, Oh, how he loves us. I feel like personally, this is my, this is personal. I feel my personal yeah. opinion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I feel like it focuses just a little bit too much on the singer and not the one we're singing to. Sure. Okay. Now, I don't have a problem with that one in like personal time because sure. th- it's true. Yeah. He does love us yeah. and he does love us that much and he loves us like a sloppy wet kiss and he loves us like an unforeseen kiss and every other version there's ever been. Yeah. All of those are true. Yeah. Um, I just don't think that when it comes to corporate worship, that it's a song sure. personally that I would choose sure, to, sure, sure, sure. to sing. Yeah. Um, so yeah, at the end of the day, um, my only issue with some of what they were saying, yeah. Uh, when they were talking about, um, like don't read, don't read Proverbs, Proverbs and Psalms and all Ecclesiastes, all those, all those things is uh, the songs written by Hillsong and Bethel yeah. and whomever else are not the inspired word of God. Okay, sure, 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 sure. Um, okay, so they are not canonized scripture. Yeah. Um, but also to say that a song that is written today can't be inspired and a word of God. 
Not okay. the word of God. Right. But I mean, a, sure. Phil Wickham's Hymn of Heaven, that yeah. entire album inspired. That entire album. Right. I, yes. mean, I mean, there's very few even lines that you're like questioning, hmm, right. what's going on? Um, I think Phil Wickham is one of the most theologically sound yeah, yeah, songwriters yeah, yeah. in Christian music. Today. Exactly right. Exactly right. <clears throat> I, I agree. Um, but it's not the word of God. I understand. Right. But I think their point is, is that if you only focus on the messenger and mm-hmm. not the message, yeah. then you're missing the overall point of all good things come from the father. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't matter how he produces it into the world. It doesn't matter who, which vessel he decides right. to put that good through. Uh, all good things come from the father. And so that's, that's something to be, you mm-hmm. know, um, that that's, it's always benefited me to remember that. Yeah. Is that, oh man, I don't really like that guy, but the word of the Lord does not return void. Mm-hmm. That's the word of the Lord. It's going to not return void just because King David was King David, uh, like not a good dude. Mm-hmm. Like he was a man after God's own heart because he was quick to repent. But other than that, like he just, he was not a really great dude. You know what I'm saying? Right. Um, lots of bad things. Solomon, same way. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. just same way. So uh, anyway, I understand kind of what, what they're saying. Um, I also don't care um, about who gets the royalties for, for a song that's sung. Um, and I I also agree that there's a lot of songs that I won't sing. I'll challenge you with Oh How He Loves, though. I'm going to tell you why. You can. It's not going to change my no, mind. No, 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 no. I'm not asking to change your mind, but there might be someone else out there. And, you know, it's always good to get the other side of the, the story. Um, there are times in liturgy where it's important for us to hear what God says about us. It's important. Sure. It's important in liturgy, in, in the church, for us to all hear the same thing, what God says about us, what he calls us, what he refers to us as. In liturgy, it used to happen all the time when we would go and we would repent of our sins, and then the priest would get up and say, you are forgiven. Like, the, the church is forgiven. Everyone is, like, to hear the words, you're forgiven for the things that you've done. And that's something that just doesn't happen a lot now. People think that they go their whole life now without ever hearing the words, you're forgiven. Whenever Jesus, like, says it pretty regularly, like, he forgives people all the time, but it's not something that we do. We don't forgive people in the church. There are times in, in a corporate worship setting where we have poured out our affection onto the feet of Jesus. And he wants to take that and turn it back towards us and remind us that, yes, I know that you love me, but it's because I first loved you. And so there are times when it is appropriate to have um, a liturgical uh, focus on what God says about us and his affection towards us. Now, the biggest problem with Oh, How He Loves is the fact that even though theologically accurate, heaven meeting earth like a sloppy wet kiss, it's very, very accurate theologically. It's sticky and you have to, you have not the kiss. That's weird. I'm saying like, like it's just a, it's something that you have to detangle for people for them to understand. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, in a corporate worship setting, it's difficult to untangle that. Um, recently I was leading worship and was, about to play that song mm-hmm. and didn't just because I, I, I won't sing unforeseen kiss because I think that's the wrong word. I, mm-hmm. That's not what was written. And I want to stay true to the whatever, cause I'm nerd. But, uh, <laughs> and I was like, nah, I, I don't want to unpack this right now. It was a time for God to show that he loved us. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but uh, but instead, I just kind of sang scripture over people, yeah. you know, and, and that because that's what the word says. That's what the word of God over His people are. Yeah. So yeah, and and I I agree with you. And there are um, I have led the song Reckless Love, which has a very similar sure um, feel to similar yeah. uh, message yeah. to it. Um, it doesn't bother bother me as much. Yeah, and and some of it is um, uh, in. Within me, within my personality, I have a really hard time uh, latching on to things that are overly popular. Yeah. And the more popular something gets, the more I'm like, you know what? That's not for me. All right. Well, then I got something for you. And I know. And I I work against that a lot because I... I don't want to necessarily be that person. So there's probably some of that. And there's just some residual from how popular that song was and how everyone defended it to a no end when it first came out. And um, I think that, so there's a part of, there's just some residual of that. Okay. So within me, (laughs) I'm going to list a couple of songs and I want you to name one. You just pick one of these songs and I'm going to, I'm going to play a version that you've never heard before. Okay. Okay. Nothing else. Another in the fire. Holy spirit. Raise a hallelujah. What a beautiful name. What can wash away. Let's do Raise a Hallelujah. Great. This is um, this is uh, uh, an artist named Saint. Now the. I don't know who this is singing on this because this isn't him. Saint is a is a is a dude, uh, and if you're looking for it on the Spotify's S X X N T period, S X X N T period. Um, I don't know. This sounds like if Erica Badu came and wanted to do worship song. <laughs> exactly yeah. what I was thinking, Erica Badu. And so here's kind of he does kind of like lo-fi versions, um, just real low-key. Um, Mellow worship stuff, but I mean, this could easily be on in the background, just anywhere. Coffee shop, yeah. Uh, so if you're looking for something that's a little bit like, even if it's popular, but you want to do something a little bit off mm-hmm. the beaten path, uh, this guy's a, a good good guy to look up. I'm gonna play. I'm gonna jump into a little piece of uh, another in the fire because why not? Across that bears the burden where another died for me. So just real, just real smooth, just real smooth. Anyway, all right. So there's something that's a little less popular, but that uh, that you might enjoy. There's a little music hit for everybody. Hmm. I don't really want to talk about this episode. Okay, um, <laughs> but here's the thing, right? Is that. I think that it does produce some some good information as we're mm. getting into the app is that um I, I like I like kind of where we're headed with this is like what mm. is what is good, what is gospel, what remains and what needs to be right. dealt away with. There's the word of God is the word of God. Yes. And it doesn't matter who says it, how it's presented, not, none of that matters if the word of God is the center point, right? Mm -hmm. When you start using the gospel of Jesus Christ as a platform to build your wealth or your fame, I'm done. 
I'm out. Mm-hmm. I, also, uh, if you try to use it to uh, like bolster your political party, I'm also done. Mm-hmm. Just so you know, like don't ever, don't like, don't don't try to like Jesus me on on something that Jesus has nothing that has nothing to do with, right? Mm-hmm. Like Jesus, uh, I'm okay. I'm about to go off on another thing. <laughs> These two episodes, wowza. Um, there was a lot. There was a lot. And it was hard. It was yeah, a, these it, are hard episodes These to were watch. both hard episodes to watch. And um, as someone who literally grew up listening to Hillsong music and Darlene Check and Ruben Morgan, and not just listening to, but, but singing that, I mean, that... That music, Darlene Check, and I know we joke about it all the time, but she yeah. really shaped who yeah. I am as a as a worship leader and as a worshiper. And um, even though it, it's it's shocking to me that she has not come up a single time in this documentary. Well, I'm I've been waiting for it. Now they'll I show pictures of like album sure. covers and whatnot, yeah. but like they've never said they've never her. talked yeah. about her, never talked about Reuben Morgan, and even the last one they barely touched on her and and just kind of mentioned yeah. the popularity of the song Shout to the Lord. That right. was really the song that put Hillsong Music on the map. Yeah. Um so many years ago. And they, you know, as someone who grew up singing that and listening to the music and and leading that music, these were hard episodes yeah. to watch because it does make you question everything a yeah. little bit. Yeah, it does. It does. And that's why you kind of have to like at some point you have to let it go. Right. Like you have to you have to move past um, your attachment to what was good. Like you're that's what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. You have to let go is like your 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 own nostalgia for Mm -hmm. it has to you have to let go of that and kind of engage in the information that exists now. You know, um, the song uh, Healer. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like that, that whole thing, that was all a Hillsong hoax. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, Where the dude uh, wrote this song that says, I believe that you're my healer. I believe you're all that I need and all this other stuff. And he was uh, supposed to be like have stage four cancer and he would get up on stage and he'd bring his oxygen with his cannula, like up in his nose and he'd play the guitar and he, you know, I believe you're my healer. And just the, the faith that comes with someone who is that sick singing, um, you have the name, don't you? Uh, Mike Guglielmucci. Yeah. I knew it anyway. I was just looking up to just see where he was. Yeah. Where is he at? <clears throat> I honestly, I'm not sure. Okay, cool. Um, <laughs> you know, you know where he's not is uh, anywhere with cancer because the dude never had it. That was the thing. It was like right. it was like all a hoax to try to like bolster that song. Yeah. And we still in church will sing the bridge. Nothing is impossible. Mm-hmm. Just to, I mean, we'll just, sing the whole song. Sing the whole song. I mean, but just say like we'll tag anything with nothing mm-hmm. is impossible. You know mm-hmm. that whole thing. So I mean, you kind of have to let go of like all of the history and all of that other stuff and what is good it like let it be good this episode um was different than episode two where you got to hear a lot of um what's the dude's name carl lentz thank you very much we're uh-huh. just that meds are awesome um, I, saw it. I saw it just like yeah, Shoot yeah. Out. I was going to call him Mark something, and I'm like, that's not right. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, let's keep going. So Carl Lentz, he goes, oh, by the way, did you see any of this, that there was uh, people that were uh, doing drinking games during uh, during the documentary, where no. every time every time Carl uh, blamed somebody else, or every time he cried, or every time you, you took a shot, and if you did that at the end of episode two, you were going to be wasted. Waste. Um, not these two episodes. He's not really in no, these he, very he, much. Very little. Yeah. Um, I will say, so last week I had not watched episode two yeah. yet. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Fill me in, fill me in. 
So I went and watched it, and I have to tell you, yeah. and, and you didn't say this last week, but I wonder if you feel the same way I do. Um, Carl Lentz and even Laura Lentz are not, they're not particularly sympathetic no. people. Uh, and it's not easy to sympathize with them. Yeah. You know, like, I don't want to say sympathetic victims, but it's, it's when they start talking and, and even Laura, and I feel almost feel bad saying that, like I should be more sympathetic to her, but I'm kind of going, I, I don't have a lot of sympathy for you guys. Yeah. And, and he doesn't, I know everyone talked about him being so charismatic and I'm sure he was. I never saw him live. I never saw him in person as far as speaking. Sure. Um, and I haven't watched a, a lot of his sermons. So everything that I've seen are clips usually in documentaries. So they're, they're pulling, they're pulling things that are going to be easily misunderstood. Um, but he doesn't, he does not feel that charismatic and you're not drawn. I was not drawn to him in any way in these, epi- in any yeah. of this documentary. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I completely understand what you're saying. Um, yeah, he doesn't come off super sympathetic. Um, he does in the episode with, well, you know, there's a whole other thing. And I think the, the biggest, the biggest thing about this is that the way that they treated Carl was different than they treated any other leader. Right. Um, and the idea is Carl got bigger than, than Brian Houston. Mm-hmm. That, that, that was kind of the whole thing. <sighs> Episode th- three focuses on Frank Houston, which is mm-hmm. Brian Houston's dad. Um, and it, I think it's real interesting that when um, there's sometimes when Brian will call him my dad, mm-hmm. whenever and invoke sympathy. And then other times when he's actually addressing what he did and he would call him Frank Houston. Mm-hmm. Like he would like, that's, I don't know who that person is. Just some guy with the same last name as me. Right. Um, so this is, if you've made it into this far and uh, this is where things get a little sensitive. Um, so Frank was a child molester for yeah. decades. decades, just, just decades. Started like, in his early twenties. Yeah. As a, as a boy scouts. Um, Salvation Army. Oh, Salvation um, Army. Yeah, it was was Salvation Army, and he was a, um, like a a chaperone type type person. And then he would go around and travel around and speak in people's churches and stay in their homes and molest their kids. Unbelievable. Like, just there it is. There it is. And let me ask you, why do do you think? um, I know some of it is because obviously the Catholic Church, there's there's a, a, a huge scandal that's yeah. been going on for years. And now in the SBC, it's been coming out now Hillsong and things like that. Do you think and I, I'm wondering, I, I know some of it is just that uh, it's what the media picks up and it's it is a scandal. It's it's scandalous. Yeah. So they want to talk about it. But is there something that these people that are um, predators, are they drawn to something in in the role of pastor, mentor, priest, those roles. Do you think, mm. is there something that they're drawn to? Is it the authority, the power that they're given over people? Is it the inherent trust that uh, those roles have that draws? Why? I, I just, sometimes I wonder why is it so, why does it seem so prevalent? Yeah, I, I'm going to be honest. I don't have a definitive answer because I'm not in that headspace. Right. Like I'm just, I mean, it's, it's difficult. Um, I haven't done enough research to like 
try to be an expert on this one. And I, I feel like anything I would say would be conjecture, but I think that's an excellent question. What is it about church leadership? Mm-hmm. I know that, you know, there's theories that the celibacy that is required for, um, for Catholic priest, um, causes a lot of issues. Mm-hmm. Also it's generational that the, um, the demonic, uh, the demonic oppression becomes a curse of, uh, you know, one, one priest molests an altar boy, that altar boy grows up into the ministry and then it perpetuates and further on down the road. I right. mean, so those types of things, um, the, those types of things happen. Um, you know, so I don't, I don't know what it, what it is. I mean, I feel like not all of it is, um, is pedophilia. Um, but I mean, it's all pedophilia. Let me, let me make sure that I'm being very clear on that one. Yeah. I don't know that the primary is pedophilia as much as it is power. I think that there's I think part so of that too. too. I think there's it's just a predatory yeah. um, nature, um, predatory sin that is there. Yeah. And um, again, I I know that it's because it's in the church that it gets amplified. Oh yeah, yeah. It happens. Much, it happens everywhere. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. this is not a purely church issue. Absolutely. Um, and so I think if we were to study it and, and get some numbers and stats and things like that, we'd we probably see that it's statistically well, lower. But Yeah, it's, it's I agree. Still it's uh, just it's uh, kind of sad. The, the issue it's is it's terribly sad. Devastating. Um, yeah. The 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 issue is church is supposed to be a safe place yeah. for me and my family. Um, it is supposed to be a place that is filled with righteousness with morality with those types of things and so when anybody has a quote moral failing mm-hmm. then it 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 really it's um it's an a, a abuse of trust mm-hmm. that you've placed in the system it's a betrayal mm-hmm. of of you know what it is that you had um you know what? What it was that that was supposed to be right. the holy things of God are supposed to happen in the church. Right. Now, forget the fact that you know, statistically speaking, when you are in a room the size of like our church, mm-hmm. you know, has what like eight nine hundred people on a Sunday morning. Right. Um, maybe a hundred of them have experienced some sort of sexual abuse yeah. or, or or molestation Which or like, like uh, it's a me. very large number mm-hmm. of people that have gone through that. Now, not all of that happens from pastors. Most of the time it happens from family members Mm -hmm. and other people that you trust, which is why it's so difficult. But in the church, that's supposed to be your sanctuary. It's supposed to be your safe place. Um, And, and so it's hard because then you mix the, um, you know, the fact that now this has come out, right. Mm -hmm. And then as the pastor of an organization, what do you do to protect your family and then as the CEO of a company, what do I do to protect my company? And these are the things that Brian had to go through. And, um, and, and he did it wrong. Yeah, he, just, he didn't handle he it just, right. He just did it wrong, and he did it in an illegal way. So sometime here in the next month or so, we'll find out if he goes to prison for five years because he didn't handle it well. Yeah. Um, and not because he didn't handle it well, he handled it immorally and wrong. He tried to cover it up and then he yeah. sent off his dad to go do other things. And then his dad's still ministering in mm-hmm. churches and talking to kids from the pulpit in creepy ways. And that was part of the, uh, I think both of these documentaries together give a very clear, good picture. Mm-hmm. I felt like the last documentary 
talked more about the money side of things right um than than this one did this one got more into the details of the the frank houston stuff yeah. which i didn't love um just because i didn't want to hear it you know right. but i mean it's but it's i guess it's there um episode four kind of ended up with you know just kind of what the aftermath of everything is now and yeah. how things are not doing great no not. one of the one of the things i um kept thinking as I watched this was how much was coming to light. And, you know, they had, they interviewed a lot of journalists who were kind of breaking this story as it happened. And there was one who had gotten an email from an anonymous source who just said something's coming. Um, and, And it was in March of 2023. So just not that long ago. And, um, you know, I'm sorry, March of, this was in March of 2022. Yeah. And so Brian Houston had just stepped down to take a leave of absence, but March of 2022 comes and he is now, yeah, he's done. Yeah. And they had video of the zoom board meeting where Phil Dooley was talking about what happened. And that was shocking to me. Um, also another revelation is the original, um, allegations against Frank Houston that came out in 1990, uh, 1998, I believe. Um, it was anonymous as well. And the person who was making the allegations was just known as AHA. And yeah. he, it was, that's how he was listed in transcripts. Um, and he was revealed in this episode who he was. And um, he was on camera doing an interview and, talking about what he was trying to accomplish with this because Frank Houston has passed. He, he passed away several years ago, so he cannot be uh, prosecuted for any of his crimes, but there should still be some sort of um, a punishment. Yeah. You know, something that happens yeah. to yeah. fix what was, what was done wrong. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, yeah, so episode four just kind of ends with um, Carl and Laura um, in their home in Florida. I guess they're. This is probably done before they moved to Tulsa to work mm-hmm. at Transformation Church. If they're even living in Tulsa, they could still be. You know, could, it could be could something be that Florida, they're just. Yeah. You know, they're just uh, being contracted out and showing him working in uh, in marketing, marketing which is agency. what he does. Yeah. I mean, listen, it's it's what he's done well. So. Um, yeah, I think that uh I, I don't know. I, I feel like um this the saddest thing was at the end when you saw all of the people saying, I don't even go to church anymore, mm-hmm. I don't believe in God anymore, and I'm happier and you know, I found a church that will affirm what it is that I believe and all this other stuff. And it's just like, man, that's the thing that hurts yeah. the, the that that's the thing, right? Is that you had um a lot of people that could not handle the hurt that happened from fallen people preaching God's word. Right. And I think that that's the hardest thing that I'm having to teach my kids right now is that like my pastor is just some guy, Mm. you know what I'm saying? Like we, we, we honor and reverence him like, because he's our pastor. Right. And if he wasn't a good guy, I, we, he wouldn't be our pastor. We'd be someplace else. I'm not saying that there's, but at the end of the day, he's some guy. Like, and he, he can, he can, Mm -hmm. he, he can and does sin on a regular basis. And it's just, it doesn't mean that he's disqualified from his position. Mm -hmm. It just means that it's like that, that's part of it, that your teachers are just 
like people. You know what I'm saying? It's weird because it's like we're friends with a lot of the leadership at my kid's school. And so they come over to our house and we call them by their first name. And then we see them on campus and we have to say Mr. Mrs. Doctor, you know, (laughs) know, and and go through all that because we we try to make sure there's boundaries there. But then also that's just some guy. You know what I'm saying? So I don't know. It's kind of it's kind of weird. Like, is is my friend Brent always Pastor Brent? No, typically he's just Brent, you know, but then. When we're having to deal with church things, he becomes mm-hmm. Pastor Brent, and so I, it's that I, it's hard to like teach your kids that like um, people are going to screw up. But it's always nice whenever you have good examples of people screwing up, and then you have grace and mercy and those types of things that come along with it. You, I, I, your, your brain's working. Yeah, I was, no, I I don't I agree with with everything you're saying. I don't think that um, I don't think I, I think that's what I. Last week when I was talking about, I don't think that mega churches are, um, I don't think those are the, the plan of God. It's, it's not necessarily the mega church. It's the celebrity pastor. Yeah. That I, I just, I don't think that that is, that is the, was the, the plan. Yeah. The outline that God ever had for his church yeah. was the celebrity pastor that gets put on a pedestal and gets put in a position right. of, of such high honor yeah. that when when they have a, a failing, when they mess up, and they do, um, but when they have it, it's so public and it's so devastating. I mean, this, like you said, the, the people at the end of this episode were just, they've been irrevocably changed. Yeah. The, the impact is long-lasting, and that one lady, um, I think her, she was Mama Jones yeah. at, in Hillsong, New York. She said, "I'll never go to another. Church. I'll never go to another yeah. church on this side of heaven. I will never step foot." And I'm like, "That's also not the design that right. God had in mind. Right. We're we're meant to do life in community, and yeah. when church, when it's done right, is really it's really great. great. It's really great. So, um, okay, I'm gonna. T- I don't know that we've told this story, but I, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell the story because I think that it's fitting. Okay. We had someone at our uh, attached to our community. Uh, um, I'm, I'm going to try to be vague enough that anybody who's familiar with our community will know exactly what I'm talking mm-hmm. about. Anybody who's not, then they'll try to piece it together. And who knows? Okay. <laughs> but uh, we had somebody who was uh, a part of our community in leadership, and they had a moral failing. Mm-hmm. This was very recently. Okay. And um, they uh, they were they were found out. They were repentant. The uh, church literally said, here's your path to redemption to stay with us. Mm -hmm. And he said, no, I need help. I have Mm -hmm. to go away. And, um, and so he resigned from leadership and, uh, and, you know, went away to go get help and, you know, that, that, that whole thing. Okay. So, um, it was really important that my kids saw this happen because here was someone who was in a sin of addiction. Now I'm, I'm going to just, we got to say what it is because otherwise it's something, you know, people can take their mind wherever they want to, but it was a gambling addiction. And so it was a sin for him. That's not, I'm not saying gambling is a sin for everybody. Uh, just like Driscoll wouldn't say drinking beer is a sin for everybody. He would actually tell you if, if you don't, you're probably a sinner. Okay. Yeah, anyway. I like my scratch offs. Okay. Yeah, come on scratchers. So, um, <clears throat> so it was a, but for him, it was an, yeah. it was an addiction. So it was something that took control of his life. And so it was a sin. And so, um, he, 
could not be part of leadership in our fellowship Mm -hmm. from his point of view. He needed to go get help. Okay. So our, our pastor gets up, we turn off the video feed and says, this is what's going on. Family Mm -hmm. conversation. This is what's happened. And, um, this, this gentleman has, uh, has confessed and needs to get help and he would like for this fellowship to be the place where he gets where he gets healing mm-hmm. and to see an entire church body give a standing ovation to that mm-hmm. idea was so moving oh it was it was so and it's it's, it's weird to like if you weren't there you'll never understand it, it just it like, doesn't make sense to just to like, talk wait, about people, it people gave a standing ovation because some guy uh got got mm-hmm. got resigned because he was caught in sin yeah yeah because he yeah. said i've sinned and i need to get better i want mm-hmm. this to be the place of uh, where, where god brings me healing yeah. Uh, and and I want my family to stay here, and I want to stay here, and I understand that it means that there's consequences, but that doesn't change the fact that I love this place, and I think that you love me, and this is where I want my healing to come, and and the church support to be there, and then after the service, that there was a 45 minute line to go and hug this guy and tell him we love you. We've all mm-hmm. been. I hope nobody finds out my sin. Right. I I, I love you. We're, we're we love like, you. We want you here. Yeah. We want to be part of your healing. Yes. All, all of the things, right? Like, and just, just you you belong, you know, th- this is it. That is the true message of what grace is supposed to be. It is not so many times in churches. What you see is that you see um, it being swept under the rug, AKA Hillsong, mm-hmm. right? It's, it's swept under the rug. And, and we just, we don't talk about it. And if we don't talk about it, it'll go away. Uh, you know, the good old boys club, you know, oh, well, you know, this person really didn't, you know, he, he doesn't have an, a problem. He got a little bit too drunk and mm. he made a bad, he was in a bad situation. Right. Well, you're only saying that because he's the son of a, of your HR department and he molested a girl. So, right. you know, let's, let's call it what it is. Nope. We're sweeping it under the rug. Everything's fine. He's getting help. We're just going to leave him alone. And then it's back there. And then we move on and we never talk about it again. Or two. You do a hill song like Carl Lentz. You're fired. You're no good. You're a pariah. You have the the you you have the scarlet letter on you. You can never be involved in anything again. So it's either um, it's either hiding or shunning, and it's never redemption, right? And so to see what it's supposed to be, where you actually experience redemption, because that's what God has planned for us, mm-hmm. is that. He doesn't want to cast us out. His love is so reckless that he'll <laughs> leave the 99 just to come for, me, come for me when I've wandered. Like that's, that, that's what his redemptive love looks like. And I don't understand why more churches are so afraid of it. I say that, but I do. It's because we think that someone else's sin is going to make our gospel look weak. Mm-hmm. We think that, oh, you're going to make us look like a bad church. You're going to make us look like we don't have our stuff together. You're going to make Jesus look bad. You're going to make the church look bad. Really, you're going to make me look bad. And mm-hmm. so we're just not going to talk about it. And, or we're going to say, oh, that that happened, but that wasn't part of us. That was over there, and right. we're not going to have any part of it. And what I found out is that if you give Jesus the opportunity to show who he really is, He'll show up and show you who he really is. You cannot make Jesus look bad. He's already the best. There's yeah. no there's no darkness in him. You cannot darken him by my sin. 
he steps in mm-hmm. in my darkness and he becomes the light in that darkness. And that he is what he does. Extinguishes the darkness. That's what he does. Yeah. Well, and it's it's the same thing we've talked about. Um, people in churches and church who have an issue with Justin Bieber. Yeah. You know, and you know his his wishy washy, flaky on again off again uh, relationship. And I want to go. Justin Bieber is not making Jesus look bad. No. He doesn't. He doesn't make Jesus look bad. Jesus makes Justin Bieber look better. That's right. That's right. <laughs> what I what I think some of the issue is, um, and, and like you you talked about, this was a uh, when we when all of that happened at our church, we turned off the video stream. Yeah. Because this was for family. Family. Yeah. And I think that's where part of the issue comes from in some of these very public, publicized and uh, media outed and amplified moral failings is that how how would Hillsong have been able? I'm not saying they couldn't have. I'm just saying, just think about for a second right. what it would have looked like, and it would have been difficult. Not impossible, and it still should have been done. Yeah, but it would have been difficult for a Hillsong church who had um, 150,000 members across something like 30 continents. You know, who would have to? You have to countries. There's only seven there's, continents. There's not 30 continents. Countries. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I know geography. I passed it in high school. That was a long time ago. Um, They're multi-galactic organization. <laughs> Anyway, it just it just makes you think, you yeah. know. I that's again why I appreciate um, and I love our church so much yeah. because. Uh, well, let me ask you a question. Yeah. Why do I know who Carl Lenz is? I've literally never heard one of his sermons. No, I haven't. Do, either. do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, like, why do I know the name of a pastor of a church I've never been to and I've never heard one of their yeah. sermons? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, the reason that I do is because he was a celebrity. Yeah. And that's, I think that's the issue, right? That's what, what you keep mm-hmm. saying. I'm okay with, uh, I'm okay with Tim Keller being known, uh, because I've listened to his sermons. Sure. I've used, I've utilized his resources. Right. You know what I'm saying? Stephen Furtick, like him or not, I've listened to his sermons. Mm-hmm. I know who he is. Um, and it's not just because he's a celebrity pastor. It's because I'm, I'm more in tune with the music world and mm-hmm. Elevation has a big, big part of that. Um, like Mark Driscoll, I've listened to his sermons. Erwin yeah. McManus, I've listened to his sermons. You know what I'm saying? Like that. But if you have never heard, never heard somebody's sermon, like if you know of a pastor mm-hmm. and you've never heard their sermon and you don't know anything about them or their church or even like their statement of faith, yikers, bro. Like yeah. that's that that's where the danger is, is that when people are celebrities just for being a pastor, but they're not actually feeding anything, mm-hmm. then are they really an under shepherd? Are they right. really doing that? Right. You know, so that's, and, and also why are we feeding into that? Like, why, why, why yeah. do I care? I don't know because I have a podcast. That's why I care. That's why we talk about it. Yeah. I mean, and you know, I don't think there's anything wrong with us. I, in fact, I think it's, it's, um, even smart for us to be aware of what's happening. Yeah. Um, as a Christian in the world, we need to know, cause we need to know how to, the Hillsong is going to come up in conversation. If you, if you talk to someone who's an atheist or an agnostic or who is deconstructing their faith because of Hillsong or for other reasons, but they're going to use Hillsong as an argument, we need to know how to, to 
have a conversation about that and talk about it and say, I understand. I get it. I've watched the documentaries. I've listened to the news sources. I've read, read the news articles and, and I understand where you're coming from, but here's what I think. Here's what I believe. Here's what the Bible says. Um, so we need to be aware of it. We need to be smart and be aware of it. I like it. Okay. Anything else from this, these episodes we need to talk about? I don't think so. Again, I'm just going to reiterate the warning. It is, it, these these two Pretty episodes graphic. are tough. Episode two is really great. Yeah. I, I really liked episode two. I do think that Vanity Fair does a very good job of yeah. not uh, having it be uh, of being it more journalistic integrity. Mm-hmm. I feel I, I felt like this was way better than the Discovery one as far yeah. as as far as all that goes. This uh, is not pushing as much of an agenda. Uh, episode two. Chef's kiss. Yeah. It was it was wonderful just to hear from Carl and all that other stuff. Uh, if you want to drink, do a drinking game where every time he <laughs> blames someone else or cries, uh, just be be safe. Yeah. Uh, let's get into the bee. Oh no, not the bees! Not the bees! Ah! Conservative wife turns into pillar of salt after looking back at Target. <laughs> oh no! Yeah. Um, okay. So Target is uh, being boycotted right now uh, because they're gearing up for Pride Month, and uh, and so they're selling um, like LGBTQ friendly kids clothes. So literally kids swimsuits that have a label that say that it's tuck friendly, Mm -hmm. you know, like if you don't know what that means, please don't look it up. Um, Please don't. don't. Uh, You know what? If you don't know what it means, watch RuPaul's Drag Race. You'll understand. Uh, So. So, yeah, it's just. um, Yeah. And so there's been a big boycott against uh, against Target. So you have all these conservative women who are just like, "Uh, but. they also had a dollar spot. One of the designers that was uh, releasing some clothes with Target in in um, conjunction with Target is has posted several things. They had a shirt that they designed that says Satan loves you and oh. like all he's he talks about being a Satanist and and his point is that it's not that he worships Satan but that it's it's the the op in opposition to right. Christianity yeah. and um, yeah, I mean, it, it was, it was pretty, pretty heavy backlash there. Um, I think I read that target experienced like a $9 billion drop yeah, in that's their, a lot. in their uh, <laughs> profit this past week. So I think they under, I think they undersell how many like, um, you know, conservative white women drinking out of like sipping out of a Stanley cup actually go to target just, just to go, just, just to be, walk around, just to walk around. And, 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 uh, I don't know, see what, see what, I mean, like it happens a lot, oh. a lot, a lot. So I, I went to target today. I went to target. Wow. Yesterday. Wow. 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 I know. wow. And you knew about this? I didn't buy anything today, but yesterday I did. I was, I had to go pick up a prescription. <laughs> And you, you see, you could have transferred that over to some other hellion company. <laughs> I know, right? I mean, Somebody else who <laughs> does something I don't agree with. Listen, they're all they're all bad. They're I don't all know. Terrible. Oh no, not the bees! Not the bees! Ah! All right, what's your not for me? So uh, my my not for me this week is actually um, a for me. I Ooh, I like for me. I like okay. for me's. Um, I just have to say it is. It is Memorial Day weekend. Yeah. So that means... Let's just say we hope so. I hope that I get this out before Memorial Day weekend's over. Go ahead. I mean... Right. Yeah, yeah. Um, Sorry about last week, guys. Go ahead. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Um, so I'm very excited about that. But it's the it's the end of May. Normally, we would all be sweltering. Can I just say the weather has been amazing? Yeah. It's I mean it's gotten into the 90s, of course. That's great. But it's there's been breezes. Yeah. I my nephew's graduation was outside on the football field on Thursday night. It was beautiful. Beautiful. Awesome. We didn't start until 8:30 so the sun was down and nice. it was it was gorgeous. Yeah. I'm like I love I live for this is what May should be. Yeah, for and sure. And it's just it's for me. I'm I am here for it. Awesome. So Anyway, what's yours? Uh, sinus infections. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if you can hear it. Uh, it's not good. And yeah, your sinus infection is not for me. <laughs> no. Yeah, I, I know. It's also not going to be for anybody. Oh, it's it not. Me? I'm not right. I'm not contagious. Let me alone. I literally asked. I was like, uh, I was like, hey, so how contagious am I right now? She goes, not. It's a bacterial infection in your face. You're fine. Just <laughs> in your nasal cavity. Chill Dude, out. Like, so here's the thing. Like, I like my personal doctor, but. When I wake up and I'm like, oh, I'm sick right now, mm-hmm. there's an urgent care place that's not too far from me. And uh, I also like that doctor a lot because she's just <laughs> like, ah, oh. she's like, all right, let's look at your throat. Ah, gnarly. All right. I'm like, <laughs> I love that. I'm like, yeah, dude, let's go. She's like, all right, what do you want? I'm like, uh, I need a steroid shot and an antibiotic. She goes, sounds good. <laughs> And I'm like, she's huh. letting you write your prescription. I yeah. love it. I mean, you know, it's it's pretty great. Um, so she's for me. That 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 particular doctor is, but this sinus infection is not yeah. for me. It's also not going to be for anybody at church tomorrow if I have to actually scream out the the high notes to "We Are Not Ashamed of the, the Gospel" choir song. Ooh. It's gonna be it's gonna be bad. Very sorry for you. I'm sorry for everyone else. All right, uh, that's a show. That is a show. But listen, our thoughts and opinions don't have to be the final word, dear listener. We'd like to hear your thoughts and opinions about anything that we talked about today. How would someone do that? You can find us on social media. We are at Dropping Sunday on Facebook and Instagram. Yeah, that's right. And uh, so leave us comments and we'll like... uh, Do something. Do something. I don't know what we'll do. Uh, We'll be back next week. Till then, this is Seth. This is Andrea. This is Dropping Sunday. I just want to go to bed. This really is terrible. I'm surprised I, I was able to make it through. I'm, I'm shocked. I, 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 did got, ta- I did take out all the times I blew my nose. I was going to say, show. you got quite a bit of editing to do. Yeah, sorry. but <coughs> Well, come on. Like, I'm not leaving that in. Well, I'll leave yours in because I'm me. Thanks, future <laughs> Seth.